is going on everybody welcome into season five of eagles enemies presented by underground sports philadelphia i'm your host kyle bennett this is the very first time eagles enemies is going to be viewable on youtube so make sure you subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel smash that like button click the bell icon so you don't miss a single second of the action with all of our incredible guests that i have lined up for this season if you're new to the program if you don't know what eagles enemies is obviously now we're going to be five seasons in it's basically where i sit down go behind enemy lines with a member of the media a podcaster a blogger a beat writer uh tv personality to just get the inside scoop on who the Eagles are playing that week from their perspective, kind of learn more about that team along the way and build some connections as well uh, in the industry with the NFL. It's been a blast of a series for me to record over the last four years. Uh, shout out to Wes Euler, who has been uh, the start of it all. He'll be on the show later this year when the Eagles play the Steelers. But this week, we're kicking off season five with a brand new guest, Zach Rosenblatt covering the Jets for The Athletic now. Uh, you may know him from his time at NJ.com, covering the Giants, the Sixers, the Eagles. He's done it all, and I'm very excited to sit down to talk with Zach. He's somebody that's popped up on my timeline a ton uh, over the past phew, who knows how long. Uh, so I'm very excited to have Zach join the pantheon of Eagles enemies guests uh, and kind of dive into a preseason game, which is always tough to talk about, especially the first one, because you don't really know what to expect or what you're looking for. Uh, but there's a lot of players that I want to get the inside scoop on about on this Jets team. And uh, we obviously have a couple homecoming. Shout out to Will Parks, underground athlete. Shout out to Vinny Curry as well. Um, but like I said, make sure you guys are following us on the socials as well at Underground PHI. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed. This podcast comes out on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed every single week during football season as long as there's an Eagles game. Uh, so you can subscribe to the podcast feed, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, it goes a long way and really helps more people find the show. And of course, like I said, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Smash the like button. Click the bell icon. Comment down below with your thoughts on the matchup. Players you're looking out for uh, during the preseason. And uh, without any further ado, let's get into our discussion with my man, Zach Rosenblatt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long off season, but somehow, someway, football is back, and that means Eagles Enemies, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia, is back, and we have a brand new guest joining us to kick off season five. It is my man, Zach Rosenblatt, now covering the Jets for The Athletic. Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks for hopping on with me. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. So you're brand new to this team, obviously. Uh, having spent some time, you know, across the way covering the Giants as well. Uh, what's it been like, you know, making the switch from, you know, covering the blue and red to the green? Yeah, well, there's there's more excitement around this Jets team than the Giants. Um, I think you can feel that right away. I mean, I, I cover the the Giants in the spring, and you could there's you know, I going from that to the Jets, I get almost as deter like you know altered my viewpoint because I, I almost feel like maybe I'm too high on the Jets now because I think the Giants are going to be quite terrible this year. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, in that regard, it's been, it's been interesting. Just like going to a team that is on the way up as opposed to the Giants who are like starting their rebuild right now. 
how do you feel, you know, kind of getting an up-close look at Zach Wilson? I know he's got a lot of hype around him, the big off-season story as well, uh, with the social media posts with his ex-girlfriend and everything. So everybody's, you know, Zach Wilson is their darling. What's it been like watching him, you know, kind of practice and, and get acclimated to another year of NFL action? Yeah, you know, it, it's been, um, I would say it's been an up-and-down camp, but more up than down. Like, I, I don't think he's been bad necessarily. I don't think he's ever been, like, amazing, but he's been somewhere in the middle for most of camp. Um, last few practices in a row, he's been pretty good. Uh, he's been getting pressured a lot, especially once Mackay Beckton went down, and they've kind of been uh, resorting to, like, these backups. Um, they just signed Dwayne Brown, which should help. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I've been impressed. I'm, I'm kind of reserving judgment until I see him against other teams. So, like, the Eagles game, they've joined practice with the Falcons, joined practice with the Giants, um, and then the season starts. And that's kind of, like, where I'm going to start really, like, getting a, a chance to see what he's made of against people that aren't in a Jets helmet. Yeah, and the the big news, obviously, you brought up Mekhi Becton now out more than likely for the season. They bring in Dwayne Brown today. Um, what do you think Dwayne Brown's going to add to this team that obviously there's a, a giant gap left behind by Mekhi Becton's presence, but what do you think Dwayne Brown will be able to do in his uh, in his shoes? Yeah, you know, I mean, he's just a veteran guy that you should be able to rely on. You know, he's, he's 37. Um, he did make the Pro Bowl last year, though. I think that probably was more on his name recognition than how he played, but um, he should be about a league average tackle. Um, the, the, the question is whether they play him at left or right. I would think they play him at left. That's the only position he's played in his career. Um, but that does throw a wrench into their plans with George Fan, who they had at left tackle. He had a great year there filling him for Makai. He's in a contract year. I can't imagine he wants to move. So that's kind of like an interesting wrinkle. But, yeah, you know, he just brings some stability to an offensive line that has some good players. They added Lake and Tomlinson in this offseason. They drafted Elijah Veritaka last year. Connor McGovern's a solid center. So they have five potentially good offensive linemen, and that's all you can really ask for because they need uh, – Zach Wilson needs time to work, and, you know, he hasn't had a lot of that in camp. And um, last year he's pressured a lot, and he struggled when he's pressured. So if they can just give him some time to operate, then they'll be in good shape. Do you think we'll see any of Zach Wilson during Friday night's game? Do you think he just kind of gets – Yeah, he'll get, he'll get a series or two. The plan is for him to play a series or two. So I would look for that. He's obviously been, you know, Joe Douglas has been collecting weapons for him over the last two years. They added on top of that this year in the draft. How much do you think, you know, just the exorbitant amount of, you know, wide receiver help, running back help, and, and tight end stability, hopefully, that this Jets team will have this year will, you know, help Zach Wilson kind of take that next step? Yeah, I mean, that they've Joe Douglas has invested a lot of money in draft capital and uh, surrounding Zach with talent. I mean, I, I think you look at the receivers, they have – three guys that have varying talents and are very interesting. You have Corey Davis on the outside who, you know, can get those 50, 50 balls and he's pretty athletic and you have Garrett Wilson, whose athleticism is pretty remarkable. And, you know, maybe he's not going to run out of the gate as a star, but I think he has that level of potential. And, and Elijah Moore is ready to have a big breakout year. I think he's very talented. And then you had the tight end. They finally have two quality tight ends, entire Conklin and CJ Uzama drafted Brees Hall running back already have Michael Carter. Like, it's not really a weak spot um, weapon wise. And, when you add like an improving offensive line, like the pieces are around Zach to succeed. And so, you know, you're, you can't say it's all on him, but it, it it's going to be hard to blame anybody but him if, if this offense fails this year. I kind of feel like it's, it's eerily similar in terms of just like the way that, you know, everybody around the Jets is viewing things with Zach Wilson with the, you know, additions of weapons and everything. It feels kind of similar to Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's, that's probably fair because they've both, uh, been a starter for a full season for one year um i guess hurts is a year ahead of him but um yeah you know it's, they're both like mobile guys they uh i think the eagles are 
a little closer to being competitive than the Jets are. I think the Jets' goal is just to take the next step forward, and you know they'll be happy if they end the year with seven, eight wins. Whereas if the Eagles did that, I think everybody would be pretty upset. So, um, I. But yeah, I mean, I in terms of like surrounding a young quarterback with weapons, like I, I think maybe Hurts probably has a shorter leash in terms of his future than Zach. Like if Zach, you know, is only okay this year, then you still probably are going to go with him next year. Um, if if Hurts is bad, then maybe he's not their quarterback next year. But um, and yeah, I could see that comparison for sure. How much do you think Denzel Mims is going to hate playing against Philadelphia this week? Being that uh, when he was getting drafted, it was out there publicly that he did not want to come to Philadelphia. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a big – He Denzel Mims is, like, on the roster bubble, so he needs to have a good game. So I am curious to see how he handles it. Um, I'm sure Eagles fans haven't forgotten about that stuff. Uh, but he's fighting for his roster life, so you better hope he it's not distracting him, I would say. The Jets seem to have adopted, with, with Robert Salah coming over from the 49ers, kind of adopted that – uh, you know, just running back carousel of having as many shifty and smallish running backs in the backfield as possible. Who do you think, you know, right now is kind of the front runners to make it? And who do you think potentially, you know, could get traded before the season starts? Oh, um, well, Michael Carter and Brees Hall are like the one and two or one and one A and one B guys. Um, after that, I would say the guys fighting for the third spot are probably Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson. Uh, Ty Johnson has a hamstring injury. Tevin Coleman, I think, he has some history with his coaching staff, and he's a veteran, so I think he has the advantage. And Ty Johnson has had some issues like drops and stuff. Then they have Michael Pirine and uh, undrafted rookie named Zonovan Knight, who has flashed. If they're going to trade somebody, I think probably Pirine or Ty Johnson, maybe Tevin Coleman even because he's a veteran and maybe a team that needs a running back would make sense. But Michael Pirine in particular makes sense to me. He's a guy that's kind of fallen down on the depth chart. He's he's got, he's like a big bruising like old school back who's pretty much just gonna get the short yardage stuff. But there's some value in that, and you know for a team that needs a running back, I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna whether he gets cut or traded, I think he's gonna land somewhere. And you know with Conklin being healthy finally, and then bringing in CJ Uzama, how you know massive do you think that's gonna be to kind of just open up this Jets offense to reach its full potential to have kind of those underlying safety blankets for Zach Wilson and. Uzama just coming off a Super Bowl appearance with the Bengals to kind of have that, you know, winning mentality. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. I mean, the tight end position has been an issue for this team for a while. It was pretty brutal last year. So just having something reliable in the middle of the field, a safety valve for Zach when the play breaks down, he's a guy that's going to run out of the pocket and try to improvise. And if he can have tight ends that he trusts in the middle of the field, and I think that's good. You're seeing with Conklin in particular, they they have a real connection. Um, and yeah, I think that it's going to be a real boon for this offense. And and they have, so, they have such unique, like, weapons across the board that they can run different personnel groupings. They can do a lot of 12 personnel. They can do 11. They can do 13, 10. Like, they, they have, like, the, you know, flexibility to do stuff like that, which is a positive. And then there was the, the big signing on the defense, Quan Alexander, coming in. How much of a game-changing presence for this defense do you think it's going to be to have him and to have C.J. Mosley, uh, you know, fully healthy and ready to go for this team, to have two kind of, you know, at least on name merit alone, very solid and very successful linebackers on this defense. It, it's definitely a positive. I don't, I don't think Quan necessarily like changes like the ceiling or the floor of the defense necessarily, but he's a, you know, they lacked, they'd really had a depth problem at linebacker. They generally played two linebackers in base mo most often. And the second one will more likely than not be Quincy Williams most of the time. But I think Quan Alexander is going to play a role. Um, I think they were surprised at how ready he was and how conditioned he was to come in and practice right away. He's made an impression with his energy, his leadership. Like he, he's a guy that 
is going to play a role for this defense. Um, I don't think he's necessarily the pro bowler that he was like back in 2017 or whatever, but um, he's a valuable guy. And, and, and it was a good signing by Joe Douglas for sure. How, how big of a presence uh, personality wise and how big of a contributor do you think sauce Gardner is going to be in the NFL? Yeah. I mean, so they're technically making him like fight for a starting job with Bryce Hall. I mean, it's more just to motivate him, I imagine, but um, he's impressed me as much as anybody in camp. I, I said this earlier. I don't think I've seen him give up like a deep catch the entire camp. Um, he, when he's one-on-one, he, he just knows where to be. And he's so long and athletic. Like it, he's such a unique player that um, like, I, I don't see a way he's not good pretty quickly. And, you know, they, they have DJ Reed on the other side who's, who looks like a number one corner to me. So teams are going to target the rookie more likely. So I'm, I am very intrigued to see how he handles that. And, you know, even like just on Friday, if he covers someone like AJ Brown, how he handles that. And um, he, he's got swagger, he's talking trash. And, um, you know, if it, if it goes poorly, it could go very poorly with a guy like that. But I, talent wise, like he's one of the best players in this draft class for sure. And it seemed like last year, the defensive line for the Jets, like there were pieces that were out, you know, to start the season. It seems like relatively the D line looks like it's ready to go. And, you know, Joe Douglas knows better than anybody having been with this Eagles team when they won the Super Bowl. You win it in the trenches. How pivotal and how important is it that this D line is, for the most part, pretty healthy? Yeah. I mean, they they have pretty good depth on the D line. And, you know, you're seeing how how quality it is because they've been dominating the offensive line for a lot of camp. Um, you have, I think Quentin Williams is ready to take the next step and be a pro bowler. Uh, he's in his best shape of his life. Um, I mean, they have Carl Lawson back, which is, can't be understated how how big that is. I mean, they set, gave him a lot of money to be their guy last year, and then he tore his Achilles in, in the preseason, and they never got to play a game. And he looks like his old self, and if he's his old self, then that kind of opens everything else up. And then you have guys like John Franklin Myers, and uh, they signed Solomon Thomas on the interior, and then they have Bryce Huff, who showed some flashes last year. Um Vinny Curry, they have, uh, he's fighting for a roster spot, but I, I mean, I think he's, um, shot, when, he, when he's been healthy, he's been pretty good, and they value him there, and he's versatile, and they drafted Jermaine Johnson the first round, so they, they like the group they have there, and um, but you, as long as, they need Quinnen Williams and Carl Lawson in particular to stay healthy, because if those guys aren't healthy, then um, then you have some problems, but um, they, they feel really good about their D-line. Do you think it's going to be an emotional uh, homecoming for Vinny this week? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, he's still in New Jersey, so it's not like he's that far away, I guess. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be cool for him because he he had a he spent a lot of time there. He he was there when they won uh, the Super Bowl. Like I, I I can't imagine I can't can't imagine he is uh, not excited to go back to the link, and I'm sure he'll get a good reception too if he plays. I don't know if he's gonna play, but he'll be out there at least. So, what are some things from your perspective? What you've seen in camp so far uh, that you're kind of looking at? going into this game on Friday from the Jets' perspective, matching up against this Eagles team? I mean, one of the things is Sauce Gardner, like just going against whoever, whether it's Devonta or um, A.J. Brown, assuming they're playing. Um, the, the offensive line is the main thing. I want to see how this offensive line – they don't have Dwayne Brown out there. They have some other guys that are fighting to be like the swing tackle. I'm just curious to see how they hold up against an opponent like that. And and on the flip side of the D-line, they've – like I said, they've done a really good job. The Eagles have a good offensive line, so – um actually and again you don't want to put too much weight in a preseason game but um i am curious to see how those groups look i would say how uh how terrifying do you think it is for this jets offensive line getting mentally prepared to face a 300 pound train in jordan davis yeah i mean they, they so they're they're good on the they have some talented guys in the interior so at the very least it's a good test for them in the preseason to go against a guy like that who seems like he's not going to take any plays off even in the preseason so um, I'm sure they're looking forward to it, honestly. 
And then, you know, for this Jets team, you said they're kind of looking to win, you know, maybe seven, eight games this year. What do you think the the peak would be if everything goes right for them this year um, going into the regular season? What do you think this team could accomplish? If if everything goes right and they stay healthy, I think they can win nine games and, like, be in the playoff. I I still don't see them making the playoffs, but I think if everybody stays healthy, which – you know, is obviously not guaranteed. Like that, that's the ceiling. And the floor, I think, is also pretty low because if Zach Wilson's bad and or he gets hurt, then or you know, or if any of these offensive linemen get hurt or anything like that, they're in trouble. So it's there's a high, not a high ceiling, but there's a decent ceiling and a very low floor. I would say. Do you how uh you know we were talking about Zach Wilson earlier too? How important do you think it's been to have somebody like Joe Flacco, kind of consistently in that room now after the trade? from the Eagles to the Jets, kind of just being that veteran presence behind him, kind of guiding him through, you know, these early years of his career. Yeah, you know, I last year they didn't go into the season with a veteran quarterback, and I think they regretted that. And so at the very least, they just have a quality, competent veteran guy um, who can, you know, run the offense and things like that. I don't know if you want high expectations for Joe at this stage of his career, but yeah, it's valuable to have a guy like that around that just kind of knows what he's doing for sure. And then for a team like the Jets, you know, to kind of, just have consistency across the board with the coaching staff. You know, it seems like the early on there, like there was turnover before this new kind of regime came in to kind of just have that consistency with so many young players. Uh, I feel like that's a reason why a lot of Jets fans are, are really excited about this team. It's finally feels like there's a foundation that's, you know, kind of cemented in place for the now and for years to come. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Robert Sala to have this defense better than it was last year because that's his specialty and they were bad. Um, But assuming everything goes on the right trajectory, yeah, I mean, I think everybody you talk to says about how the whole organization top to bottom is kind of flowing in the same direction for the first time. So um, there's definitely optimism around this staff and there's a lot of interesting young coaches that if, if things go well, then you could see future coordinators, future head coaches on this staff, I think. Who is, uh, who's kind of the player this year that you're looking you know, mostly at pick one on the offense, one on the defense that you're really thinking could, you know, elevate this team to the next level and kind of just take that next jump uh, in their career. Yeah. I mean, I think Elijah Moore, I mentioned, I think he's ready to break out. He's the guy in offense. He's a favorite target of Zach and even Joe. So I'm looking at him and on defense. I mean, the guy that I've been pointing to a lot is DJ Reed. Actually, he's banged up right now. He hurt his hamstring. It doesn't sound like it's serious. Once he's back, he seems like a legit number one corner. Um, and that kind of, you know, it allows the rest of the defense. If the back end's going as well as it could with this secondary, then the, the front, they can get some pass rush without even having to blitz. So um, I, I would say DJ Reed and uh, Elijah Moore have been the two guys I've been saying. And then going into Friday's game, uh, do you think kind of the, the big thing to look at? Obviously, you're not looking really uh, with the wins and losses, but, you know, is it the trenches that you're kind of looking at for uh, the matchup for the Jets to kind of really – see where they are at this point in the preseason uh, to kind of match up where they're going to be going into week one. Yeah. That interesting how these rookies look against competition like Brees Hall, who I think has looked, you know, pretty phenomenal in camp, but hasn't been tackled to the ground yet. So looking at things like that is what I'm excited about. And this defense too, you know, bringing up if Jalen hurts does play, how, you know, how much is it going to, you know, factor in for the defense to kind of get a look at a mobile quarterback like Jalen hurts who, on top of that kind of has like that physical strength as well uh, and can kind of move around and use his own strength to move the ball down the field and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, they, they practice against Zach Wilson in practice every day. So I think that helps too, but yeah, I think going against a mobile guy will prepare you for the season when you see those coming down the pike for sure. 
it is pretty weird to have Eagles Jets week one of the preseason and not the last yeah, week of the, the preseason. End, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zach, it's always, you know, great watching you do everything, you know, covering from the Eagles to the Giants to the Jets now. Um, what was the, uh, what went into the decision to go to the athletic? Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it was a great opportunity. It's a place I've wanted to work. I lo- love the way they do things. Um, you know, coming on the jets as they're seemingly about to, you know, take off. Like it, it's all appealed to me and I'm um, enjoying it so far for sure. So with Eagles enemies, I always ask our guests something that's, you know, kind of quirky and fun pertaining to the team. Um, so I, being it's the jets, uh, if you were to be on a, a private flight with one member of this Jets team, uh, who would you be, you know, sequestered with on said private jet, if you will? Um, I'd say Carl Lawson. He, 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 he just seems like he has a great personality. He's fun to talk to. He has an answer for every question, and I think it'd be fun to sit on a, on a flight and chat with him for a while. Going into this, uh, this Friday Night Lights matchup, if you had to put a, a guess in for the score, what's the prediction for... Uh, Week one of the preseason, Eagles-Jets. I don't know, not 17-13, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> That's about where I'm at, too. Uh, Zach, let everybody know where they can uh, check out your stuff with The Athletic, follow you on uh, social media, and, of course, the new podcast as well. Uh, yeah, it's called the Can't Wait Podcast. We're on all the platforms, Apple, Google Play, all that good stuff, Spotify. Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Zach Blad, Z-A-C-K, and uh, all my stuff's on The Athletic at theathletic.com. Only $1 a month if you subscribe right now, so. Appreciate you hopping on, man, and uh, looking forward to uh, the rest of the updates throughout training camp and following along with your journey with the Jets this season, man. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Big thank you to Zach for hopping on the show, giving us a little behind-the-curtain look at what this Jets team is going to look like this season so far from his perspective, uh, why he jumped over to the Athletic, and uh, it seems like the Jets are going to be a very interesting team and a very fun team to follow along with this season. Um Got a lot of very fun pieces on that offense. If the defense can stay healthy, they also have some uh, some very swag-filled pieces, including one Sauce Gardner, who I'm very excited to watch his NFL career unfold. He was one of my favorite players in the draft, um, so I'm excited to see him kind of go out there and, and get his feet under him in some NFL action. Uh, it's always tough to predict a score in the preseason, and it's very weird that the Eagles, like I said, with Zach, are playing this game uh you know not the last preseason game against the jets they're playing it as the first game so very uh interesting dynamic there i am around the same ballpark for a final score i think the eagles will end up winning this game 21 to 13 um i think they're going to put up some points with the starters in there and and show off for the world show off for the people so i'm going to say 21 13 eagles and uh very excited to see uh you know the first couple series of this one and just continue to watch guys battle it out for roster spots as the preseason unfolds we'll be back next week with another eagles enemies preseason edition um eagles play the cleveland browns in week two lots of interesting storylines to talk about with that team uh so stay tuned for that big thank you guys for all the support on eagles enemies over the last uh, four years and heading into year five of it now uh, is such an exciting time. And I uh, can't wait to continue to deliver, deliver the content for you. Um, but this has been Eagles Enemies, Season 5, Episode 1, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, a.k.a. KB. And until next week, go Birds.